Welcome to Overthinking in Your Underwear, the show where we use our overthinking brains for self-discovery instead of total sabotage. This is Lindsay, author of Overthinking in Your Underwear, the book, now available on Amazon. This week, AI wrote a wedding speech for me, um, overthinking the existential angst of AI. So I don't know, this is kind of like a niche subject or depending on where you live, if you're in San Francisco, I'm sure this is not a niche subject, but, um, I found like I've tried to bring it up with some friends and they look at me like, what are you talking about? Are you like going down this rabbit hole of like weird paranoia? Um, and then some friends like nod and they're like, oh my God, yes, AI, let's get into it. They've totally read the same, um, articles, listen to the same podcast. They're like eyes light up. They're into it. They want to get into it. So if you, um, aren't into it, I definitely get into the specifics of AI and just like a little primer of what, a little primer of maybe what you, um, need to know about it. Obviously dig into some of the podcasts I reference at the end, but, um, it's fascinating. It's like such a fascinating subject. Um, and the thing about AI is it's moving so quickly. Um, these apps are just um, coming out on the market and doing these fascinating things with language models and creativity um, that are evolving so quickly that every day there's there's something else they can do. They can produce pieces of art from a prompt. They can produce special effects that are um, that were once took so studios just months to create. They can write. Um, you know, they can create a whole website by just saying, create this website. It's really mind blowing. Um, so it's really been something I've been overthinking. Like, what does this mean? What does all of this AI mean for us? What does it mean for creative jobs? Um, where, what is the world going to really look like in 10 years? It seems like it's going to really reshape whole industries, um, I don't know that I have the sophistication. <laughs> I'm not a tech journalist, if you've read my blog. I mean, last week I talked about dating. So um, what I do in my podcast is I really bring to you whatever I'm overthinking that week. And I am overthinking AI hard, you guys, like hard. So what I did was I put, um, my best friend is getting married this Saturday and um, super exciting. So I put into chat GPT, which is like the most popular AI. Again, if you're not versed on AI, the one everyone's talking about right now is chat GPT four. There was chat GPT three. Now there's chat GPT four, which is a language model. So you literally open it kind of the prompt kind of looks like a little bit of a Google bar. And I wrote in there, write a wedding speech for my best friend since sixth grade. So that's the prompt that I started with. And I mean, in a second, it gave me back this full wedding speech. And I'm going to read it to you in a second. Um, but that's kind of how the model works. You can say, write me an email copy, write me a white paper, write my senior thesis, um, write me a breakup text. Like it says, it is this language model that will spit out instantly whatever you prompt it. Um, and so I thought, well, that would be interesting to see what it gives me for a wedding toast. Um, I'm not going to use that wedding toast on Saturday, but I thought um, it would be interesting to see what it came up with for a wedding toast. 
So here's what it says. Dear friends and family, I am honored and privileged to stand here today as the best friend of the bride and groom since sixth grade. I would obviously enter their names if I were really using this. We've been through so much together from school plays and high school proms and now we get to celebrate this beautiful moment in their lives. When I first met bride and groom, I knew right away they would be lifelong friends. We bonded over our shared love of insert interest and hobby and we've been inseparable ever since. Over the years, I've watched bride and groom grow into this amazing person they are today. They've always been kind, compassionate, and hardworking, and I'm so proud of all they have accomplished. And now they have found love, and now they have found the love of their life. Bride and groom, you're a perfect match for, insert name, you make them so happy, and it's clear that you two are meant to be together. As I stand here today, I am filled with so much joy and happiness for the newlyweds. I know that you will continue to support and love each other for years to come. So let's raise a glass to the happy couple. May your love continue to grow and flourish, flourish, and may you always be each other's best friends. Congratulations, insert name. I love you both. So um, like I said, I am not using that toast, but you can also see it's a completely um, adequate toast for someone to use at a wedding. I mean, like I said, instantaneously kicked this back out with a few tweaks of obviously inserting the name, inserting the interest. Um, If you wanted to change high school plays to playing soccer or whatever you actually did with this person, you could have a completely adequate wedding toast to your best friend in a second. Um, You'll see when we go when we get into reading the blog with I get into reading the blog, part of my kind of existential itch of that is like the act of writing a wedding toast is so personal. It's so personal to me as a writer, I think, because going back and looking at these memories, when I wrote this wedding toast, I gathered my friends via chat, via group text, obviously how we do in the modern age, and I said, "Oh my god, everybody spit out a a memory of her, um, you know, tell, tell me a story, like give me some stuff. And we reminisced on this group text that in itself was fun, like sharing these stories and, um, everybody kind of giving me tidbits and reminiscing about your friend. Like that part is fun. Like putting together the, the toast and everybody kind of going back through memories. I mean, it was kind of like a group effort of my, my friend group, like all sharing these stories and me going, oh, I love that. Let's use that. Oh, we're not going to use that. No way. We're not telling that story in front of grandma. Um, and it it was like the question I would never want to outsource to an AI. Um, maybe some, maybe other people feel differently. Um, but there's so much that you can put in to chat GPT that, you know, you start to wonder if you should, right? Um So that's what this blog is about today, and I'm going to get into reading it now, and I really hope you enjoy it. There's a lot of references at the end that are more sophisticated people, like Ezra Klein, (laughs) talking about um, really important questions about AI, and I hope you dig into those podcasts too, um, because it's where a lot of my overthinking came from on this subject, and he can really educate you. Okay, thanks so much. Into the blog. On Saturday, I'll give a speech that I actually wrote at my friend's wedding. I won't drop it in here for comparison because I don't want her to see it. 
But to paraphrase Terry Hatcher on Seinfeld, it's real and it's spectacular. Here's the thing. I loved writing it. I loved reminiscing about my best friend of 30 years and all of our times together, about funny stories I could tell and most that I have to take with me to the grave. You know how friendship works. With AI, a practice so personal is turned into a quick task mastered in a series of prompts. As an emerging technology, this may be the first blog you've read about AI, and that's okay. The chatter about AI is long, but got loud with the introduction of ChatGPT in November of 2022. With each subsequent iteration of the app, ChatGPT3 and ChatGPT4, the hype intensified as this AI took on more tasks and human-like abilities. Right now, language models like ChatGPT4 write more than just wedding speeches. It can write a breakup text, a commencement speech, your wedding vows. It can compose a Valentine's Day card to your partner of 40 years. Granted, it can do other things too. It can handle marketing copy, press releases, white papers, social media snippets, and news stories. All of these tasks are completed by giving your AI a prompt, such as write an email about a Labor Day sales event for Nike shoes. More information creates more specificity. Write a humorous email about Nike shoes, including references from the 90s and lots of puns. Or write an article about the NFL draft taking place in Kansas City, Missouri. Include specifics about food options. You see why copywriters and journalists feel threatened by this new technology. It isn't only writers. Other AI models entered the market expanding the horizon beyond language. Apps that create photorealistic headshots without the need of a pricey photo shoot. They produce special effects in minutes that were once completed in weeks and by an entire special effects company. They solve complex tasks in a series of steps. For instance, plan a trip to Morocco with direct flights hitting all the major tourist attractions. They create art from a prompt. For instance, show me a picture of a lake with a boat, and the AI will generate that image. Thousands of jobs from graphic designer to photographer could become replaceable with the price of an app subscription. For the past few weeks, I've consumed AI content with interests that turned to fear that landed on existential itch. Will it take our jobs? Will it destroy humanity? Should I stop listening to so many podcasts? AI is too sophisticated a subject for me to tackle, but my experience so far gave me a few things to overthink. Along with our everyday tasks, what else are we giving away to AI? There's learning that goes into writing a white paper. There's growth that comes from creating art. You find yourself at the end of a senior thesis. For me, the work of life is where you learn. Let's not outsource every action to the point we forget what it means to be human. The gritty parts, the hard parts, the beautiful parts, the parts that make us real and not a robot. So let's overthink it. Last year at this time, the media hype was about crypto. Will it revolutionize banking? Do we sell everything and buy Baba coin? We know how that story ended, shaking our heads with $5,000 less in our bank accounts. I don't think AI is the next crypto, but I do think there's something to be said for letting our emotions ride the wave of the media hype cycle. Stay informed, but don't drown yourself in worst-case scenarios that will likely never play out. So believe it or not, 
tax day brought me some insight on this whole subject and kind of calmed my overthinking brain. I'm a single person household with a Shiapu as a dependent, but I still hire a CPA to do my taxes. TurboTax is not, is not my friend and no super app could save me from the cold sweat that comes over my body when anyone mentions numbery tax things. Point being, I still interact with a human once a year and he makes my life so much easier when it comes to taxes. Years ago, my CPA probably, probably began using a fancy app to do my taxes, a fancy app that makes his profession easier and faster. And that's great, but it didn't make his profession obsolete. I didn't start using his fancy app. I still want nothing to do with numbery tax things. You see where I'm going with this week. Um, my knowledge on this subject and anything I would reference mostly comes from three podcasts I was really deep diving on. Um, Hard Fork, which I think is a New York Times produced podcast, The Ezra Klein Show, um, Tech News Briefing on the Wall Street Journal. These are all podcasts. Um, the Wall Street Journal podcast kind of talks about everything and they have like a weekly segment that's kind of dedicated to AI and educating people on AI. If you go back, you'll find that they kind of start with AI 101 and then continue on their series. So you could kind of go back and start with AI 101 and continue through the weeks if you want to start with just like a primer and keep going um, forward. So um, dig into those if you're interested in this subject. And thank you so much for listening. And until next time, I'm wishing you all good thoughts.